We're at ISS Long Beach 2019, California. Beautiful weather, slightly chilly though. Maybe that's because the sun's going down. But we actually found a Chicago shop. We're from Chicago. Now, this is Lucas, this is Joe. They're from Robo Creative. Yeah, hello. Thanks for taking some time out to chat yeah, with us, guys. Yeah, yeah. So first of all, Robo Creative, just like explain what you guys are first. A magic shop. You can start with what we aren't. Because we <laughs> pretty much do a little bit of everything. Got uh, dye sublimation, screen printing, embroidery, direct-to-garment, uh, fulfillment, uh, alterations, <laughs> you name it. And you guys, you guys have really focused on trying to be, I feel like, more of an agency type instead of a print shop, right? Or like, it's got like the agency feel, but mm -hmm. we don't want that mm -hmm. label. Like, yeah. Right, exactly. Okay. So, I mean, we get all the crazy asks from everybody that it's... All the facilities are like, we don't want to do that. We want to do a 10 by 10 print and keep it as simple and as efficient as moving as possible. But we want the opposite side there. Like, how do we do something that's totally crazy? And how do we how do we bring that to life mainly? So that's where a lot of like the agency side comes. We do a lot of the ideation and we help build instead of just saying, okay, here's your PO. We just need you for production. We can do that all day long. But a lot of people are like, well, you guys have a really creative team. You're trying to shake it up, do things differently. So we're trying to like bring that vibe but also still be production facility if we need to i've seen some cool stuff especially on your guys instagram from nike and like some significant you know brands what kind of is this like very innovative stuff or is it just helping them execute live printing or like well we uh we get bored very fast and we don't like to repeat ourselves so we try to do each activation like completely different mm -hmm. uh mixing and matching you know like live dye sublimation and then we uh, we're actually right now uh at the bella canvas uh booth with a live print gun where we are, oh yeah, yeah we're just like coming up with uh all over prints and just doing whatever the customers ask us to do with gotcha. uh, a couple of approved locations but we also could do complete custom we just did uh, the Chicago Marathon, where we just did 2,000 prints a day, every single one custom. Real with the gun? With yeah, the gun. It's crazy. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> personalized yes. with personalized. an oh, with their name? Yeah. Yep. So runners of whatever they want. Wow. Yeah, like, what was it? 12 characters or something. Yeah. We reverse engineered the the system and figured out how to program live direct into the gun without the need of internet or anything. Really? So it you can beams quickly. In, so you literally. The person comes, hands you the shirt, you put it on, hit the next button, next. We're How, doing more do you guys than have developers? Minutes. Software developers? <laughs> Look at it. I mean, it wasn't like programming. It was like going in and figuring out zero, turn this to a one. Right. <laughs> that one didn't do it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's how I learned. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah, yeah. You figure it out. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's super cool. Any other cool, mentionable projects that are unique like that? We were doing... Uh, <laughs> Uh, what was it? Uh, live vinyl, custom vinyl heat pressing onto shoes for uh, Adidas. Oh, and interesting. It looks like it came right out of uh, Adidas. Like, so we uh, someone could say, you know, I wanted to say uh, whatever the catchphrase was. Uh, and we just cut it out and put it wherever you want. You could put it right across the toe, across the bed, put it across anywhere on there, and it sinks right into it. Amazing. Everybody Super just cool. getting wild, like, oh, yeah. like live activation stuff, like experiential side, which is where people start to see that agency side of us. Because they're like, all right, well, cool. You know, Nike came in first, and they're like, we just need you for production. We can bang out high volume all day long. And then they're like, wait, 
you guys have some really cool ideas. Like, how do we partner with this, and how do we figure out something that helps us stand out, helps the consumers, like, sure. have a totally original experience, which is a lot of the Bella Canvas. Yeah. Like, people are just walking. Oh, yeah. They come up, and they're completely confused at first, and then they're walking away, and they're like, I don't even really know what happened. And that just, you know, whoever we're partnering with, they walk away from that, and they're like, they're pushing the limits, robots pushing the limits, like how do we just keep that over <clears throat> That's awesome. Yeah, the gun is crazy. You should just like, yeah. get a camera shot of everyone's face. It's a yeah. stunned. Like, a couple of those videos magic. went viral on Facebook of, of the gun. And... Yeah. We, uh, we went somewhere, we were walking through uh, one of these shows like this, and someone's like, those are the guys with the guns. <laughs> Hey. Security's like, what'd you say? Yeah, yeah, exactly. We were flying with them, and they're like, let's just call it a printing. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, yes, the hand job. Do right. not say gun. That's awesome. Switching gears a little bit, last year, 2018, what would you say is your biggest challenge? I think just finding the specific lane that we want to be in. So everybody, we can play the contract printing side of it. I mean, we do that all day long, but I think that it's finding strategic partners that are either developing the same way that you are, have the same mentality, and, mm -hmm. and also the same respect on the other side, instead of just being a shop that is just beaten down, beaten down by price and saying, hey, they're going to do it five cents cheaper, they're going to do it three cents cheaper, then that's fine at a certain point, but you're all just racing to the bottom. So mm -hmm. it's about, like, for us, just figuring out who we kind of strategically go after and not being, you know, this kind of exclusive agencies and saying we don't work with you, but at the same time, sometimes it doesn't work and sometimes yeah. it's not the best partnership not to just, you know, be, in, be rude about it and say that we don't want you, but sometimes it's just about figuring that out instead of having to bite the bullet every single time someone wants it cheaper, someone wants it cheaper. Yeah. So I think that's just like calculated growth of trying to figure out our lane, trying to figure out who we want as our team and making sure that we're not growing to, you know, it's, growth is great, but having a team of a thousand people at a certain point, like, do you want to be able to manage that? Do you necessarily need that? Mm -hmm. A lot of people are focused on, we have 800 people, we run three shifts, 24 hours a day, and what does that really mean at the end, you know? Like, is that the company you want yeah. to grow into? Right, exactly, into? Sure. and I think, and these days, and especially just like the marketing agencies that we do work with, a lot of them, the big swing away from the huge agencies that are you know, a thousand people deep and you have reps that are kind of just there day in and day out. They don't really care and they want these smaller, you know, opportunities to work with micro influencers and micro companies that are have the care to be able to give it. When sure. someone calls you, has a problem with you, you probably answer the phone. A lot of the other That's agencies that are yeah. like, yeah, we just, just like quality. Yeah. yeah, which is, I mean, it's such a foundational aspect for, I feel like, a shop that's one person up yep. to scaling. And few companies, it, it almost feels like customer service tends to turn into a cost once they get a right. certain size right. instead of still an asset. I mean, Apple's probably still a good example of like, they go in, no questions asked, you get a brand new phone if mm -hmm. yours has an issue. One of our friends had a laptop that was 10 years old. Mm -hmm. He wrote Apple and no joke, Steve Jobs wrote back to him. And they sent him a brand new laptop even though it was out of care. So, yeah. I mean, he was answering personal yeah. tech support stuff. That's awesome. And I mean, and you know, we started as, uh, you know, like, we're artists. Mm -hmm. We started learning this, you know, just for the art of it. So, like, having, being able to scale uh, to high volume but still keep <laughs> what we still love sure. to be a thing, That I mean, that's uh, one of our challenges for 2018 because, I mean, our growth has been great, but we don't want to just grow just to grow. We want to 
grow Roboat as Roboat always has do you, been. Do you guys feel like you solved that? Like you know what types of clients you want to go after now, or are you still figuring it out? I think so. I think a lot of it too is just we understand like who we don't want to be uh-huh. and who what we don't want to evolve to. And I think if we lose, you know, there's a million facilities, there's a million screen printers, a million embroiders. How, how'd you figure? Like, was it a brainstorm sesh and just saying here's our mission? After. Or like, I think a lot of it was just numbers. I mean, we we looked at the numbers of 2000. 17 versus 2018 and we did better in 2018 almost without the volume because yeah. we were doing less of the hectic you know huge volume contract work and focusing on the stuff that made sense for everybody where sure. we could build it from the ground up instead of just being beaten down by somebody and saying I need 50,000 units and you got to do it at five cents a print yeah. so a lot of it was just you know where are we who are we supposed to be and like what do we if we lose that touch of being able to focus with the same care on the person who needs 24 pieces as that person who needs 10,000 pieces, like if we lose that, then I think you're starting to lose what it is. And you turn into the machine that is only just like, give me your PO, give me your production, and it moves, you don't have any kind of touch points at that point. I don't know, that's just... For sure, to be honest, I mean, some of these 24 piece orders, some of our biggest clients now came to us with tiny, the original, yeah. tiny orders. And they grew. And then they or, kept coming. Yep. And, they, and, you know, we, we work together. We could either be, you know, like hiding behind the bushes, just doing the stuff, or we could, you know, we brainstorm together. And, uh, you know, we've seen so many little companies grow with us sure. that you never know who, if the, whoever you're going to be rude to when they want one DTG shirt, that person could be the next Adidas or yeah. Nike. You never know. So, yeah. And, you know, that's how we felt we were getting treated when we first started, so we understand. From your perspective, do you feel like that was your biggest challenge at Rowboat or something different? For the part that uh, of the business that I run, for, I think that that was my biggest. Gotcha. Because uh, Luke and I, we do different sides. He's mostly sales and I'm like production stuff, but trying to keep Rowboat the way we started, but scale it, but not go overboard. That's uh, that's a tough one. So just to help people get a sense of size, where are you guys at, maybe people-wise, you know, numbers-wise? Um, like, we moved into a new location. It's, what, coming up on two years ago. Mm-hmm. I think we were at, like, what, 8,000 square feet at the last place. We jumped uh, 60,000 square feet. That's and huge. we've more than, I think, at least tripled the number of employees that we've had I think part of that just to go back to your other question of like figuring out what the problem was of Mm -hmm. not not scaling up to the point where we're also just killing our employees because a lot of the time cool I you know sales could go out there and you could kill it and say I'm bringing it everybody I got a million piece run for Drake and Britney Spears but at a certain point everybody's gonna get burned oh yeah and Mm -hmm. I think (laughs) our biggest thing and especially being on the front lines of okay how do I push this how do I you know attack sales but how do we protect the house? Oh, yeah. Look, we don't need everybody to leave. We don't want this to feel like it's a prison and it's just a production line and it's a sweatshop. Yeah. And a lot of the time, facilities can feel that way because it is production. Yeah. But and you actually guys do, I feel like, a really good job of maintaining the culture like that. I mean, I follow along on Instagram too. It seems like you have some really cool meetings. You've got couches in the space and yeah. stuff. Um, any other tips for other shops to help make maybe production feel less repetitive and more of a fun environment well uh, Luke and I started this in my basement uh, Mm -hmm. in my basement and we were the ones doing every single part of it yeah what I do is I remember how hard (laughs) everything is and how horrible 
meeting deadlines and being super careful. And in the end, the product has to be what's you know like up to par for us. We don't sit there, you know, with the whip and making everyone insane. We understand because we've been there. So, so you got some spoilage. That's a good chance to, uh, you know, it's a good uh, time to figure out why did that happen. Sure. Let's put our brains together. It's not that's coming off your check and this kind of nonsense. And most of the time, you know, he talks about like running our employees to death. I have to stand there with them. Sure, <laughs> I don't sure. It's running me to death too. Yeah. So I, I always try to put myself in their shoes, and you know, I feel like we're a big happy family, and you know, we we try to hire artists that we feel are you know like us, and you don't want to work those people to death. Mm -hmm. Everyone needs an outside life. So uh, so would you say it's like? Good work-life balance of okay, eight hours max, and or, or oh, like definitely. like very, I guess okay. So eight hours or so. Are there other specific things too that you do to help? Well, you know, encourage that. For last year, yeah. since we had such crazy growth, I mean, you don't just find awesome printers. It's you don't just go to you know Craigslist. Then they're all just down there. Yeah. As so much as we would love for that. Yeah, as much as yeah. that would be amazing for everybody. <laughs> we were running everyone was we are so lucky that our employees like treat the company like it's their own like mm -hmm. i'll be like guys go home i'll finish and they're like no 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 they'll stay you know doubles and triples which we realized we're they're here because they love what they do and they love you know the, the atmosphere but we really try to by strategically picking our customers and not giving crazy due dates and all that we were able to space things out where we could all have our outside lives, which a lot of times we still just all hang out together, but we're pretty far away from the shop. Is there, are there other things you feel like you do too to help, you know, like, I don't know, team lunches or outings or meetings or like I think it's about appreciation like your, stuff or like? Yeah, creating a family and your, it's not a lifestyle, but it, you know, I hate the idea of like, how do you get in place and buy into what that is? Like, look yeah. at like a Whole Foods or like Patagonia. People, those, they're so into that brand yeah. and that belief and that philosophy that I think there's a lot of like. I'm just reading the book with the CEO of Patagonia, and it's unbelievable because yeah, let them surf yeah, or yeah, yeah. let my let my people go surfing. Yeah, and it's so focused on you can be so caught up in all the numbers, all the bottom lines and all that and all your perceived growth and you know however the world sees you. But at the end of the day, that is your family. And if sure. those people don't, I mean, yeah, you can go out and kill it in sales, but if you don't have a network that is like, I believe in this and we're all pushing forward to the same thing, then it doesn't really mean anything. So I think that creating that sense of what that, I mean, that, that for 2019, that's been even more of a goal. Like, who are we? Who do people perceive us as? Just as you said, like, you guys are kind of an agency and we had a meeting last week and like what do people see us as do yeah. they see us as a contract printer do they see us as an agency do they see it? and we like that ambiguity but i think somewhere you figure out like at the end of the day everybody internally should be able to know that we want to be the best at Makes this sense. and here's exactly what we're doing so one piece of advice from each of you guys of like really specific something that a shop just Starting to hire, we have five, ten or so people. What to be able to create that very tight knit culture? What would you say you're up for? So, 
we every more uh, one thing that I felt really that turned it around for us from not being a nightmare, you know, walk into you know sweatshop, stop, yeah, sweatshop. We have a Monday morning meeting, mm -hmm. and what we did was every Monday morning uh, you would have uh, an employee, yeah, an employee was assigned. Uh, for, for the Monday morning meeting to do five minutes. Uh, the first time we did, uh, it was called the five minutes of power and you could come up and do whatever you wanted mm -hmm. for five minutes. And you know, then it's not, okay guys, we got this job coming up, it's this many pieces, what do you got going on in embroidery? It's, it starts like with a little party, then you, you break the ice, uh, and then you go into business. But uh, the last one we did was, um, adult show and tell. Mm -hmm. So we want our employees to bring something in that tells everyone else something that we wouldn't know about them. Oh, cool. And we, we had like... They uh, took it and ran with it. Yeah. Which is like, that was the it, point. It was That's amazing. Awesome. No rules. Like, yeah. do whatever you want to do. We, we found out that someone was a karate expert as a child and uh, we had... Um, what else? Yeah, artists come, uh, people come and with, uh, play their music from their bands and all sorts of stuff that you like, oh my gosh, I, I would never guess yeah, that you yeah. do that. Well, yeah, because you see me at the press all day. Yeah, I'm yeah. not sitting around. To help, like, blend personal work. Exactly, yeah. exactly. You see people as humans, not just the robot at the machine. Sure. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I think if you create like that. That, that vibe, if you focus on who you want to be as a company, and also knowing all sides of it, I mean, that's like, we're in the trenches, and I think that also helps with the the philosophy on the mission because it's not like you're some high level executive that is just out doing what you know yeah. I'm only there one time every three months there I mean we're there sometimes oh, yeah. longer than everybody and it doesn't matter it's not about counting those hours it's just about we're all in it together it doesn't matter what your title is or any of that nonsense it's like we're in it here we're all creatives all we're trying to do is push not only the industry forward what we're all doing in our personal lives we're all supportive of that and I think that that's like the one key, I'd probably say that, like focus internally on what you want to do. Don't, yes, be focused on sales, but don't worry about the numbers. I mean, if you're so focused on the numbers, so many people, you could have amazing years, but the oh, yeah. next year you could be gone sure. because everybody. It's funny, care. Um, I can't remember who said it, maybe it was at our conference, but somebody said, you know, oh, it was Justin at Oklahoma Shirt Company. He's like, you could literally, he's like, I sent everybody home just on Thursday. He's like, don't come in on Friday. Like, and the reason is, is that I realized I create the company that I want, yeah. you know? And we tend to follow um, more of, like, these acceptable guidelines of what a company is, and you're the boss, and you're supposed to do this and this, but it's literally, like, you dictate right. what is followed and, like, the guidelines and everything. And so you, for, you forget that. Yeah, you do. Right, <laughs> right. I, 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 you know, I we do our day-to-day. -day. We don't realize that... People depend on us yeah. to come up with a what to do, when to do it, the rules. Sure. And we lose touch with that. But I mean, I feel like by being in the trenches with everyone, a you're more understanding. Yeah. It's not why doesn't it work? Okay, get behind the press and you tell me how you're going to do it. Right. Then you realize. One hundred percent. You have to be tied in and and sympathetic to the nightmare that custom printing is. For sure. Yeah. Awesome. Well, this is Robo Creative. This has been great. Thank you guys so much for the time. Sure. Yeah, I know absolutely. Bella's going to just yank you back. Get back <laughs> yeah. in the room. <laughs> no, we'll bring but, uh, over here. We'll do some secret uh, 
some secret print stuff. Secret, <laughs> yeah. secret shirt launches. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Thank for you, guys. Sure. Yeah, for Thanks sure. for having us. Absolutely. Sweet. Yeah, man, I really appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. Um, for sure, man. Are you guys staying for the whole time? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're here. Okay.